Hey everybody, welcome to the Amazon Book Club. This week we're reading The Dragon Wakes by Sarah Dalton. If you're a fan of Game of Thrones, well, I think you're going to find this one uh, tolerable. My name's Austin Hanna. Hi, I'm Ganesh Sarma. Hey, I'm Shane Burklow. And this week we're reading a book called The Dragon Wakes by Sarah Dalton. Book one in the Land of Fire and Ash series. Sounds familiar. So sounds like you can take a guess where this is uh, coming from. Before we get into the synopsis, what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you what we do on this podcast. Every week we read a free ebook from Amazon Prime. We read the first page, the 25% mark, the 50% mark, the 75% mark, and the last page of the book. And then we put it on the internet, and I don't think about it ever again in my life. I don't know about you guys. You listen to the show? I listen to every episode, to. Every, well, every single day. Ganesh, ha- Ganesh does the work. Put Once I say this stuff, it's just like a fart in the wind. It's gone. I don't know what happens to it. Well, that must be nice. I remember every single thing I say, and I cringe, and it keeps me up at night. Yeah, well, there's that's two ways to live your life, <laughs> and I feel like I've achieved nirvana. So anyway, Ganesh, read the freaking synopsis of the book, please. Dude, you're Joey Pantaleone in The Matrix eating that steak. I am. Ignorance is bliss. If it tastes like steak, I don't care if it's uh, computer chips. I forget what the quote is. Anyway, uh, please read the synopsis of this fantastic book a world built on the tales of dragon kings powerful brothers at war brothers austin your favorite i do love the brothers an orphan girl sold as a bride orphans austin don't care for orphans i like when children have parents long ago the kingdom of estala was a place of dragons and sorcerers excuse me sorcerers you're tom brokaw's back Carl. <laughs> Those with magical powers were more than human. They were menti. They were dancers. Menti? But now menti sorcery is outlawed by the capricious king. Menti. Menti, like mental. Am I getting that right? Is that right? Menti? Not minty. And those who wield it are hunted down by the fanatical order of insight. Aren't you here to give us clarification? You think it's minty sorcery, like an altoid? Yeah. Well, those those burn you. Yeah. It's true. They're good. I live for the burn. Curiously strong is what I heard. By the fanatical order of insight to be made into slaves, or worse, executed. That sounds better. It does sound better. Rather be executed. Um, wow. Dramatic. Two young heroes find themselves unwilling thrown. There's more. Unwillingly thrown into the center of these uncertain times. Is this the book? Prince Luca, King David's second son. Is it spelled David? David? Schwimmer? <laughs> Has always been the sickliest of the royal children. Oh, but- just like Ganesh. <laughs> <laughs> Little atrophied legs kicking around in the wind. Hello, I'll be the king one day, aren't I? <laughs> Has always been the sickliest of the royal children, but in a shocking turn of events, Luca oh. finds himself at the heart of a magical power so great it may consume him forever. Instant boners. If he fails to control those powers, he could be put to death by his own father. Oh, that checks out. Damn, dad. 
Please, just ground me. Is there Reva more? Avalon what? grew up believing she would marry her childhood friend. Are we reading the book? Prince is Luca. But after she is orphaned in the Menti uprising, the king of Astala sells her to his most feared general instead. Young and frightened, but still strong-willed, Reva must survive a harsh new life away from the palace. Hmm. On the run, eh? And in the Jeez. realm of rebellion... This is the longest synopsis that we're... Is this, are we at the 75% mark? And in the realm, rebellion looms as do the return of the mighty dragon shifters. Ooh, more shifters. I we love, love those. Yeah. Some long for the return of the dragons. Others fear it will be the end of the world as it is known. Okay. Is that it? Not, well, how many pages was that? That was six pages. Wow. Uh, wow. Now there's a prologue. Good Lord. All right. Well, uh, well there's a lot to do. If you ask us. me, yeah. we're gonna have a busy night with this. Holy book. moly! Okay. What's it called? Dragon Fires. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Cool. Let's jump in now to the very first page of certainly can't be called Dragon Fires. Ah, the dragon wakes. <laughs> Okay, here we go. We are jumping in now to the very first page of The Dragon's Wake. Prologue. No. That's like negative one page. Ugh. Negative ten if it's a ten-page prologue. God damn it. Riva wanted to win. If she won the race, Prince Luca would have to give her his honeyed figs at supper. Oh my god. Oh. Not the honeyed figs. <laughs> For supper? That's a lunch. Now, a couple of dry figs, fine. You toss those bad boys and honey, and now we're cooking with gas. That's dessert. If he won, he got to kiss her. Aww. She skipped up the marble steps, almost tripping over her gown. The sound of her footsteps bounced along the vast walls of the castle. Beautiful. And the tapestries rippled as she sprinted up the hallway. Making wind. Excuse me? <laughs> no, and you run real fast. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'm making wind back here. The cool sea get air. Out of, get out of my dragon's well, there's wake. Other, there's other ways to make wind you might not be familiar with. Uh, I don't, okay. Is that sexual? I don't. No, like running. <laughs> oh. Drifted in through the open windows, bringing the sense of the city of Raylon. Fish, salt, and sweat. That's what they're known for, baby. Ale, dung, <laughs> and spice. That's what I'm known for, oh, baby. These are our city's biggest exports. Though Riva ran fast, she still thought of the bustling markets outside and wondered whether it would be more fun out there than here in the keep. I'm getting a picture of, you know, like Belle running through the market, sing, mean well, singing like from at Beauty everyone. Beauty and the Beast? Yeah. Oh, I could see that. Is she singing, you think? Maybe. Yeah, you never know. She's got a, a tune in her heart. Luca could never catch her. He was not swift of foot like she was, and he was not strong either. I relate. She smiled, thinking of him panting as he hurried behind her. <laughs> but then uh, you, uh, it's not a laughing matter, I'll tell you from personal experience. But then the smile faded and she slowed her pace, remembering Luca's fever from a mere few days ago. Now what? He's out here running sick. This keep needs a new doctor. She had visited him on his sick bed and pressed a damp linen cloth to his sweaty forehead. That's the most fun a sick kid can have. I love the damp cloth, missus. Again. Again, we <laughs> It's so damn. Lady Avalon. The youngest of the guards with a dark beard and named Rodrigo <laughs> nodded as she hurried up the steps toward the large panel doors. Riva turned back and her loose hair caught her eyes. Impatiently, she pulled it away with her fingers. That's not impatient. Something's in the eyes. 
It's you got to get them out. You're right on time to get that stuff out of there. All the other ladies in the court of Nesra's keep constantly told her that her hair was beautiful. Blah, blah, blah. But it was a mere annoyance for Riva. Straight and dark, it constantly shed onto the rugs and her bed furs. Is she a doggy? She's a, well, I believe they call them hounds. <laughs> well, I can relate. You're oh. a shedder? Yeah, man, my bed's covered in hair. My hair. <laughs> oh, I would hope. For effect or for... <laughs> So similar to the way somebody would uh, spread uh, some rose petals on the bed, mm-hmm. he's a hair guy. Yanking out tufts. Uh-huh. <laughs> you don't have uh-huh. the problem? Don't really look at my bed. No. Shane uh, puts on a blindfold as soon as oh, he wait, gets Shane doesn't even own a bed. That's true. He is rocking only the extra, extra large Bowflex. That's right. It's the big one. Who needs sleep when you could just be juicing that body? It is. The extra, extra large Bowflex is actually the size of a Winnebago and runs on twice as much gasoline. Causes a real mess of the walls when that black smoke comes out. But boy, you feel it in the quads. And in the lungs, it makes your lungs stronger. It, yeah, that's right. It hurts. It hurts to breathe. Uh, anyway, get yourself the Bowflex. It's 2XL. She wanted to cut it short, but her lady-in-waiting would never let her. She said the king would disapprove. Why would he care about her hair? She supposed it was because she was betrothed to his son, Luca. Hmm. He wanted her to look a certain way for his son, that irk Riva. I don't can't even say anything about that. <laughs> Look good for my son, girl. Ugh, gross. This king's gotta go. Yeah, this king's canceled. It made her want to steal a dirk from the guards and lop it all off herself. A dirk? Mm. Novitsky? I wish. Luca came tumbling down around the corner, and all thoughts of her annoying hair went away. She jumped up and down, clapping her hands. Oh, barking like a seal. Why, my prince? Uh, uh, you have lost. <laughs> there she goes. Toss her some fish. She could not help the note of triumph in her voice. I fear that I have... Luca smiled amiably. Ambo, no. A- amiably. <laughs> I've never heard you I just... caught myself. Oh, you did. <laughs> you got yourself. You bragging about the way you handled that? There was not a member of court who disliked Prince Luca. I need to give him a better voice. The third of King David's five children was gentle natured. <laughs> we call him Dave. And handsome, if not sickly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Well, again, you know, that's I, I, business card. I often get the same <laughs> remarks. Um, yeah. Handsome, if not sickly. You look weak and unwell, but by God. But well, there's for, something. You got a twinkle in your eye and a pep in your stuff. There's something magical about the way you, you go you, about. You have a quiet confidence in your ill. Riva would not admit it to anyone, not even under duress, but she enjoyed gazing into Luca's hazel green eyes. She thought his <laughs> light right, brown buddy. hair and olive-tinged skin was pleasant to look at. Ganesh is working up a sweat here. He's hot and bothered. <clears throat> but mostly, she enjoyed racing Prince Luca and winning by a mile. Well, isn't he sick He's in bed? sickly. Or is this the other brother? No, this is Luca. He was the sickly one, right? He's very sick. He's ill. He's not well. He made it up to the door with a hint of mischief glinting in his eyes. Ooh-wee. And would my betrothed offer me a consolation kiss? Riva winked. Yeah, that voice is really a boner killer, for sure. (laughs) Not for Ganesh. Nice (laughs) try, my prince. Luca glanced at the guard to his right. It was worth a go, was it not? I would say so, your highness. Chumming with the guards? All right, Luca likes that fun. Yeah, he's an everyman. Rodrigo grinned. They play fantasy football together. He gets on his bracket, you know? Yeah. 
It's the guards you on getting in on the bracket. pool this year? Rodrigo grinned at Luca. Riva rolled her eyes. Come, we are late for your father's court, though we will talk of those honeyed figs later. Mm, bet you want to take a look at my honeyed figs. And my consolation kiss. They're sticky. Ooh! Riva let her hair cover her face to cover the flush working its way up her neck. At 13, whew, Riva was all too aware oh, that her wedding to uh, Luca could come at any time. Don't care for this at all. Well, it's medieval times. You live till you're 20. 13 is the the 50. 13's the new 50. We're going to bail on this. Uh, keep going. King Deviad was of an opinion that the two could wait a while longer. He had no desire to rush the matter while Luca's older brother, Matthias, was about to wed a noble girl from Arinthia. As the younger brother and second in line to the throne, Luca was allowed more flexibility than Matthias. But still, sometimes the reality of her impending wedding to Luca hit her with full force. Ugh, is Luca like a little Joffrey? No, Luca's good. He's a good boy. I think Matthias is the Joffrey. Yeah. He's the sassy boy king. You ever met an evil, sickly child? Yeah, all the time. Most of the kids I meet. Gross little demons. You ever ever on the subway and a field trip gets on? Yeah, like every morning. Snot-nosed little kids want to go to the museum or something. Get out of here. I had a group of kids make fun of me once. Well, (laughs) I was just one kid, but they're all laughing. You've you've shared this story on here before. What happened again? Uh, they were like, hug me, hug me, sir. And Ganesh was like, no. No, I'm not going to hug you. <laughs> I'm not going to hug you. Because you hug the kid and then they're like, oh, he's a pervert. He's hugging me. It's the funny joke. It is a catch 22. You guys realize that to kids, we look like the fucking old people now. Well, we are that. Yeah, it's true. It's weird. Yeah. I could be a dad. You should be a dad. And I got some good news for you. We're going to reveal it during the break. We're jumping ahead now to the 25% mark. Of the Dragon's Wake. Oh! Oh, yeah. Here we go. 25%. The Dragon's Wake. Hit it, Ganesh. Pedal to the metal. Reva. Shut up and drive. Oh, did you notice in the last episode I auto-tuned your voice a little bit? I did. In fact, I figured out how to do that now, so now I can auto-tune anything. Let's auto-tune the whole episode. <laughs> See you how won't far do we it. How f- can we do it? Will you do it? I won't, I won't do it. All right. oh, but people love but it. But you can say anything. I can make it sound good. You want I'll to give it a go? Would you like, can you auto-tune this right now? Yeah. Hey, Ganesh. That's- I'm going to kick you in the head. Until <laughs> you're dead. Wow. <laughs> That's the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> Love to hear that with a little uh, effect on it. Uh, I was mean to you today, so I'll, I'll take it. You, <laughs> you were mean to me today. You're right. I'm sorry. Uh, what did he okay. do to you? He was just being mean in the chat. Just being mean. What did you? What he, did was you tro- he was trolling me. Oh yeah. Yeah. I must have missed it. Yeah, you were uh, fast asleep. Riva watched Amy hide her tears all the way to the Ilkta markets. Francis had told them to keep off the market road, and they had. But after almost two days of flat-out galloping, they were low on food and drink. <laughs> well, now are these people or? Well, they shed. They gallop. Oh. What are they, Austin? Or perhaps. Long-haired horses. And their horses were on the Ooh. brink of his exhaustion. Oh, they like have horses. the Budweiser horses. Yeah, what are those? the Clydesdales. The Clydesdales. But no, we, they They have... only come out every Super Bowl. Ooh. Did like, you know? Like cicadas. Mm-hmm. So they have horses, though. 
So they're people. Reva decided that the best way to hide would be in a place so filled with people that they would disappear into the crowd. You think Reva's last name is McIntyre? I was just going to ask Been you that. thinking that the whole book. Reva McIntyre. Just no, maybe right it's Reva McIntyre. Maybe it's Reva Derchi. One letter. Yeah, Reva Derchi. Mm, there's a lot of ways we could go with it, but none of them are succeeding. She helped Amy down from her horse and kept the handmaiden close to her. It approached the market from the busiest point close to the road. The guards stayed close to Reva, but they did not crowd her like they would a lady or a queen. They hung back, spreading out. No one noticed them approach. She stinks. It was almost noon, and people from all around Estala had come to the busy markets to trade. Lords sent squires and common folk to buy oh, clothes and spices. Lord. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Lord. Uh, so I know what you're referencing. There's no reference. You have to There's share There's definitely it. a reference. I just want to know it's Lord. from Dateline to Catch a Predator. Yeah. This little weird guy. A guy named Lee Greer. Has like a breakdown on you TV. You know his name? Oh, I, I know everything about him. Yeah. Um, I one. just wanted to meet a friend off the net. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. What's the host of that show? Chris Hansen. He he got caught in his own little scheme. Yeah. Did you hear that? For cheating on his wife. Yeah. Somebody uh, did a little hidden camera on him. But with an adult, not with a child. No. Well, yeah. Well, with an adult, for sure. He's not a pedophile. That we know of. But hey, there's still time. We'll get him. We used to watch marathons of that show. I love yeah. that show. To Catch a Predator is classic American television. <laughs> Just shaming, shaming, shaming uh, and naming. Yeah. But they're pedophiles. So it's like, you can't feel too bad. You don't, them. you don't feel bad. In I retrospect, don't. it's like, I feel a little dirty for getting enjoyment out of this. But in the moment, and I was like, someone make yeah, money off of it. nab these pedophiles. Yeah. Chris Hansen was so like slimy. That it's weird that he was famous made it for so that. funny. Yeah. 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 He really just took that for a ride. Like he had no hesitation about being the pedophile catcher guy. Like you can't go from being, which I guess you'd rather catch him than be them you can't go from being that to like a game show host or something like that yeah you could never see him in another light that didn't make you think of like oh this guy's met a ton of pedophiles <laughs> that's the thing he would meet them yeah he would ambush them and be like it's me and they'd be like i recognize you from the pedophile show <laughs> remember there's a one guy that was like excited to meet him yeah he was like sir it is an honor <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, these guys should all rot in jail forever, I suppose. Congrats, Chris Hansen. No one noticed them approach. It was almost noon, and people from all around Astala had come to the busy markets to trade. Lords sent squires and common folk to buy cloth and spices for their castles. Local folk bought bread and oils. Farmers and merchants sold their wares. There were people with skin hardened from outside work. That's good. Folks, I've got a big announcement. We got a cat turd incoming right now. Uh-oh. The eagle has landed. Going to town. Just really letting it rip. On, letting the, that, on the turlet. Let that box have it. That's what I say. It's going to smell. Give it the business. On the turlet. There he goes. He's done. Three cheers for the cat. They grimaced through thin, cracked lips and moved swiftly around the stalls. Reva had her hood over her eyes and shrank down into her cloak. That's what that's I do a, when there's a full bathroom. That's a sour scene. Huh? <laughs> Ooh. Uh, Three stalls occupied. Let me put on my grimace and haunt the halls. <laughs> she desperately wanted to take Amy somewhere. The girl had lost her family. Reva ached for her friend, but she also ached for the bodies of the children she had lost. 
Just the bodies. She would never again visit their graves. She touched her stomach lightly. You guys visit graves? Sorry. That's a real <laughs> bleak conversation um, starter. But I've never been. I'm going to say, seems like a waste of time. What's going on at the grave? You going to bring yourself a fucking Subway sandwich and post up? Who cares? They're dead. It's meant for, like, the living. Yeah, I'm one of them. It's not meant for you. Don't need to visit. <laughs> it's it's uh, really not. <laughs> I mean, I get it. You want to visit, I guess, the corpse of your family member. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Did That's you why used I want to hold be... your breath when you went past cemeteries. No, I used to inhale deeply. You wanted more power. Yeah, give you me wanted souls. to rev, rev your hemi up some more. That's huh? right. I would. I would pull up next to the cemetery and rev my engine. Say, wake up, you sons of bitches. <laughs> she would never again visit their graves. Oh, sorry about all that. She touched her stomach lightly. <laughs> There was another reason to come to the markets. The long ride had aggravated Reva's childbirth wounds. She needed a tincture and bandages to heal her hurts. This is a bummer. There was nowhere else she could get them. <laughs> and if she failed, she risked infection. Let's jazz this up a little bit. <laughs> Reva McIntyre, I could throw some fun music behind it. Put a little stank on it. A little stank on what? A little mustard. She had instructed two of her guards to find the tincture from her healers in the area. <laughs> Pale-faced Amy gave more detailed instructions to the guards. The handmaiden had been to the markets before and knew her way around. Reva's dress dragged through the mud as they stepped through the busy stalls. She kept her cloak covering her body. It would not do for the people to see her fine clothes. Amy bought a wicker basket and filled it with hard cheese, salted meats, and apples. Nothing better than a wicker basket filled with salted cheese and meats and apples? A little charcuterie. Mm. I know Ganesh gets down on that. I have some charcuterie in my fridge right now. What? You've been holding out on us? I got some apples. I got some cheese. You didn't offer us any? We're your guests. I offered you some cheese earlier. You said no. You offered me some old blue cheese. <laughs> crumbled crumbled blue cheese. cheese. I don't want a hand- it's a cheese. I want a handful of crumbled blue cheese. Do you cheese. use blue cheese on a, your charcuterie spreads? I mean, you can use a blue cheese, not but necessarily blue cheese crumbles, but <laughs> you know, probably a more refined. Blue I have cheese. hot dogs Perhaps and crumbled a, blue cheese. A fine gorgonzola. <laughs> a gorgonzola would be nice. It would be good. A little you, bit of fig jam. Are you telling? Well, dude, we've already heard quite a bit about the honeyed fig. Now, what kind of got charcuterie you got? Running. What do you what kind of sh- uh, sh- uh, charcuterie you got in there? What are you working with? A little pepper salami. Okay, all things I never heard about till right now that you could have offered me a hard cheese that I'd, I'm not entirely sure what it is. Love to take a big bite out of that, like an apple. Some American cheese, some Kraft singles. Don't care if that's that's uh, not that's it. not cheese. <laughs> it's a blue collar charcuterie. What about like a sharp cheddar? Mm. Not some uh, uh, little Smokies. Do you have you like got a- little Smokies in there? <laughs> in there. Ganesh. Ganesh is holding out, feeding us gruel when we come over here. Where have you been, Bagel bites? Well, the, okay, you're going the other way. I don't want to know everything in your fridge. <laughs> what about soft cheese? You have like a soft... Yeah, like not, I got Kraft a, Singles. Like a Whiz. Oh, that's pretty some soft. goat cheese in there. Yeah, do you, you have like a tubed cheese, yeah. aerosol can kind of form. Where you can spray it in your mouth and on in your friend's mouth and it's fun for everyone. Yeah, you have that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you wouldn't even spray it in my mouth? That is we've been, soup tonight. We've been coming here for weeks years I, to do right. this and you've never sprayed a little cheese you're right i should have asked i don't know what i was thinking we've achieved so much together we've celebrated birthdays anniversaries 
and we've I've never squirted cheese in your mouth. We've achieved highs and lows with the podcast. We yet, used to years ago have a, so much cheese play yeah. in our friend group, and now my mouth dry as a bone. And now look, we do it all solo. I'm sitting here begging you. We need to do it together, please, sir. Little squirt. When they had enough provisions, they found a rundown tavern to disappear into. It was a tall building leaning slightly to the right. The name was the Olive Grove. Okay. Though the sign was barely visible with such faded paint. Do you think they have unlimited breadsticks Probably, there? yeah. Okay, I saw you You guys like Olive Garden. I'll do, yeah. Uh, I saw a commercial. They have like a huge meatball. Yeah. What's yeah. that about? It's just one, one big, big meatball, meatball, my man. How what big a, is it? Haven't you ever said to yourself, man, I could really use one big meatball? Yeah. No, the fun of a meatballs is there, there's like a bunch of them. You prefer a bunch of small meatballs. I do, of the Swedish variety. I mean, I will say I tend this to prefer... This is with pasta. I tend to prefer small meatballs myself, but if you were to give me a large meatball mm. with, say, a series of smaller meatballs in its orbit, sort of like a, a solar system of meatballs, now we're talking. Now that is an Olive Garden meal that they have yet to crack, and I'm willing to sell it to them. How big is their titular meatball? The Well, the big meatball, the big yeah, sucker? The big It's about the size of a... A six-week-old young boy. I don't know what that looks like, but that sounds big. It's a handful for sure. Yeah, it's big, and it's uh, probably enough for two, but I'm going to eat it myself. Thinking about hitting up the OG this week. The oh, garden, as I call it. New York. On Friday? In New York, we call it the garden. We we'll say, hey, you're going to the garden tonight. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Friday. You want to go to OG? Let's go to OG, dude. Let's get Who are you seeing at the garden this week? Oh, a huge meatball. It's a big meatball. <laughs> <laughs> And, of course, the salad and the breadsticks. They're always there. They're regulars. A gravy boat full of Alfredo sauce. Uh, Yeah. Well, it, it's a go, ramekin. And you go to the Times Square one. I do. I go to the Times Square <laughs> Olive Garden. We sit on the third floor. Tastes just like every other you Olive Garden. You take an escalator to go up there. But it costs about 10% more. What's it smells like a VA hospital. <laughs> <laughs> What's the crowd at Olive Garden? Like? Crowd at Olive Garden is kind of like uh, the same crowd at a nursing home, except they're out of the beds. They're upright. Oh, they're moving. And they're hungry. They're grooving and moving. They're trying <laughs> they to get those are insatiable. That Olive Garden has a bar on the first floor, a bar on the second floor, and I believe a third bar on the second floor. The best part about Olive Garden is that every Olive Garden has a bar, even ones in the middle of nowhere. I'm saying this one Who has many bars. Who goes to the Olive Garden bar? Yeah, it's just I've like give into one. You would. It's dark stuff. But you're also the kind of guy that's been to a rural jail. So <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. It checks, and you didn't come visit, man. It checks out. Is that Olive Garden near like the M&M store? It's right next door. Okay, You can see I the thought. M&M store from the booth. Now that store has got it going on. It's yeah, wild. It's a one-stop shop over there. Mm -hmm. Reva kept her cloak pulled around her shoulders as she sank into a table in the shadows, trying to ignore the pain radiating from her lower body. Amy sat across from her while the guards ordered ale. Amy, Reva said, finally able to take her friend's hand. I'm so sorry. Her pretty blue eyes filled with tears, but Amy was strong. The handmaiden sniffed, wiped away a tear, and faced Reva. Lord Una was right. We must go further north. We cannot stay here long, not even for the night. Once the guards come back with the tincture, we head back towards the coast and make our way around Torino. Oh, it's beautiful this, this time of year. It is lovely. Amy. But she raised a hand. It's wine country up there. <laughs> I cannot speak of them, not yet. Reva felt a swell of love rise from her stomach. Let's stop there. 
What? what? After a swell of love, you say no? You say no more, boys? He's had enough. Oh, that sucks. He you suck. the rules. <laughs> he likes turmoil. Okay. Hey, I like it. This book's got me hooked. Okay, it's cool. Don't really know what's going down. Well, but... they're trying to get some sort of medical thing to heal her, and then they're going to break away and run. Is that what I'm gathering? Yeah, um, something fucked up happened. There's a lot of dead people. Yeah. I uh, Probably a dragon. This yeah. is about dragons, right? It, well, we're in his wake is what I've heard. So uh, let's jump ahead now to the 50% mark. Is he on a speedboat? He's on a fucking ski-doo, my man. Uh, 50%, dragon's wake. Here we go. Let's go. Come on. mark of uh dragon wakes is it dragon's wake or dragon wakes the dragon wakes the land of fire and ash so the dragon wakes up i much preferred it being his wake but who am i but a critic luca Tanya, the water fighter, resembled his brother Matthias in not one feature, yet Matthias was all Luca could see as he faced the girl. He rubbed his naked wrist and tried to control his breathing. Geraldo had him pinned to the ground to remove the iron bracelet. Geraldo's here. Rivera? Now the fever spread through his body. We're going to break through the wall into the crypt of Al Capone. (laughs) Was that who it was? I don't want to see who that was. What a Man, what a dumb thing. That's a reference that even predates us. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild to do that live, like not knowing what's in there. Yeah. Well, turns out the worst case scenario, nothing. Nothing. Who'd have thought nothing? What do you think not was going to be in there? Like Tommy guns? Maybe like, you know, Al- Atlantis. Oh, I don't know. Oh, shit. He, <laughs> the master thief, the Al Capone. monster. Now that would be a get. If you found Atlantis in Al Capone's vault. That's news right there. Honestly, if anything was in there, that would have been pretty cool. Well, there was, like, I think just papers and stuff. Yeah, it was really stupid. Yeah. Wow. And he recovered and then has been an asshole for 30 years. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's all you got to do is break into Al Capone's vault and then you get to say racist stuff on Fox News. Ugh. He had his own show for a while, right? Yeah, it's called and there was Geraldo. Like, and there was, like, a massive fight that broke out on the set. He had kind of a show in the same vein as, like, Ricky Lake or Jenny Jones, if you recall those shows. Uh, just, like, some schlock 90s talk show all ripping off phil donahue how long has maury been on like 25 years i can't believe that he still persists man also like i don't know not to be uh, maybe i'm a little bit of a maury purist but back in the old days he had all kinds of shows it wasn't just who's the father and who's not the father it used to be like it's a kid talent show where he hears like kids with the disease that make them look old. It was like really fucked up shit. And then eventually he like hit this weird area where he's just like, all we're doing is uh, just seeing who's the father and who's not the father. Like they must have gotten the biggest ratings. He's married to Connie Chung. Yeah. That's strange. What a power couple. I guess. But like their, what kind of their takes on reality were way different. Like, she read the news and he and she was like an investigative reporter, right? And then he is like this kind of exploitative. Uh, He's just a creep. reality. He seems TV like a creepy guy. uncle. Yeah, I wouldn't trust him at Thanksgiving or in any situation, but mostly in Thanksgiving. He looks like he's like been eighty years old for the last like thirty years. 
You know who he looks like is the picture of Paul Newman on the salad dressings. I always thought it was Maury Povich. <laughs> I would say, Mom, why is Maury on the salad dressings? Or say, it's Paul Newman. I'd say, I don't know who that is. Now the fever spread through his body, creating the rivulets of sweat that were running down his temples as he stood under the zanty sun and faced his opponent. Tanya should be afraid, but the girl stood nonchalantly, resting one hand on her hip. She wore leather from the neck down. Only her hands and face were bare. Whatever you've got, I can counter it. Tanya adjusted her weight from one leg to the other and picked dirt from her fingernails. Picking dirt. You know that feeling, huh? I'm a dirt picker. I do. I cannot. I'm a working man. I put my hands in the soil. He said. I will not. He turned and glared at Geraldo, who stood at to the side, scowling. Luca had made the mistake of telling Brother Axel about what he saw in the tent that night. What? Brother Axel? Not to be trifled with. Mm -mm. That's a tough brother. It is. He had decided then and there that he had no other choice. Luca had run away from the tent like a coward and he was ashamed of it, but what he had seen had been evil. How could a father inflict such pain and suffering on his son every single night? He remembered the stench of searing flesh and the look of agony on Nico's face. He remembered how Geraldo had forced Nico to heal his own wounds. It was wrong. After Luca explained what he had seen, Axel spoke to Geraldo about the treatment of his son. While Axel was berating the camp leader, he told Luca to stay in his tent. So there's a dragon, right? Yeah. <laughs> he's, is he waking up soon? Or? I think he's awoke. He's woke. Oh, you know what? So that means that there's other magical stuff. Yeah. So well, do some I mean, of these people do they have powers? Well, I mean, do you think because there's a dragon, other magical stuff is inherently just there? Yes. I don't necessarily know if that's true. I think that's true. It checks out. When has there been a dragon without magic? Ancient China dragons were there, right? Yeah. They do all that dragon stuff. It's like clearly, honestly, th um, there were dragons. I've always thought like. Those representations of dragons were way cooler yeah, they than are. like European dragons because yeah. they're really long and beautiful. European dragons are like dinosaurs, yeah, which dumb. is like Ugh. we're real boring. Chinese dragons are colorful, they're fun, they're like kind of represent some sort of celebration. They're great. European dragons are just like it's like some guy saw a lizard and then was like, oh man, let's what if it was big? Yeah, like it's really not cool, not cool at all. I'd rather see a huge horse. Could you imagine? That'd be scary, huh? A gigantic horse. Can't trust a horse. With a horn on its head. They, they, they're really not imaginative at all with their like mythical creatures. Yeah. They take a goat and a human, stick them together, boom. Wait, that's Greek, right? I don't know. You're asking Everyone kind of did that. Yeah. You've and a bull. It. He put a bull on a head. I've done it. Oh, look, it's a minotaur. After Luca had explained what he had seen, Axel spoke to Geraldo about the treatment of his son. While Axel was berating the camp leader, he told Luca to stay in his tent. I heard this. But Luca had disobeyed his governor and followed Axel to see what was going on. In the shadows of the camp, he concealed himself and watched while Axel admonished Geraldo for his actions. The tough rebel leader had only shaken his head in response. Have you any idea what we're facing? Every time new recruits come through that valley and join us, it opens us to the possibility of an attack. Deviad's men could be making their way through the valley at this very moment. Davies dudes. Deviad. Uh, <laughs> that makes me think of Lord Farquaad. Ooh. Which is a really great name. That's who we should cast later. Okay. John Lithgow as Lord Farquaad as David. Yeah. Like probably on stilts. Because <laughs> Lord Farquaad was very small. He's a, yeah, small guy. Farquaad. That's what it meant. Oh, is that right? Yeah. It's a, it's a innuendo. That's what? Or not really. Did this I is, miss that? Yeah. That Lord Farquaad. What? Shrek, you know, Shrek went there. I didn't realize Shrek was so dirty. 
I demand a lot from all of the powerful menti in this camp and is no different from my son. He doesn't get any special treatment from me because he's my son. It seems he doesn't get any treatment at all. Oh, burn. Brother. Six, got a sick son, man. <laughs> Son's not looking so hot. The boy deserves a father, not a torturer. Luca had shrunk back into the shadows at the sight of Geraldo's fierce expression. The man's nostrils flared as he lifted his hand to jab a finger at Axel's chest. He will need to know the pain in battle. He will need to be able to face it and heal his injuries before it's too late. The boy isn't a fighter. Don't you understand that? I have to keep him alive somehow. Well, shit. Pick uh, him up and... Shake him? Jostle him? You juggle him. Oh, okay. Him and the other boys? Yeah. All the other sick boys. Hmm. Why does the boy have to fight at all? Axel replied. Keep him out of the battle when the war comes. There are healers in war. They stay in the camp and help the wounded. Let's stop there. Okay. What's happening? Well, we've got the sick kid. Sickly little boy. And I think his brother has a tough name. Matthias, the big boy. But then there's Axel. Axel's another brother just kind of hanging nearby. And Maybe. then we have Daddy the Torturer slash King. Yeah, and then Reba and Reba McIntyre's out here. Um, who's she? Who's she running with these days? Um, that oh. other girl. Okay, and they're like in a market. Oh, right, 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 right. Oh, they're fetching the healing thing, the potion. The sure, yeah. The, the boys I, got a loose handle on it. We're gonna regroup. We'll be right back. We're jumping ahead now to the seventy-five percent mark of the dragon wakes. Jumping ahead now to the 75% mark of the Dragon Wakes. Riva. It would not be easy, but she was prepared to work hard. There was a good chance she could fail, but the chance was one she was willing to take. She would need to convince the other women in the prison, but she was confident she could. Oh no, she's in prison now? Apart from one, anyway. But first, she needed a confidant. She needed someone on her side, and that person was the only girl she could trust. Hmm. The Warden. Kareen. Oh, Kareen. She's good. Yeah. The girl sat and listened to her with wide eyes. Yes, Kareen. Then Kareen was quiet, contemplating all that Riva had said. They had waited until the others were asleep, and then Riva had whispered all of her ideas into Kareen's ear. So close. <laughs> Kareen's like, I'm trying to sleep. Yeah. Please, <laughs> this is too much. Yakety yak. Come on. So close that her lips brushed the girl's earlobe. Ooh. Too, okay, a little bit too close. A little tongue, perhaps? Riva found herself holding her breath while she waited for Kareen to respond. And then it came, the nod, barely visible <laughs> in the dark light uh, of the hall. A deep snore. <laughs> <laughs> snore twice if you agree. I'll help you. I'll help us. The next day, as they cleaned out the pigsty together, Riva and Kareen watched the rest of the prisoners go about their chores for the day. Occasionally, Riva would nod discreetly towards the girl, and Kareen would offer opinions. Too grouchy, too suspicious, too timid. In order for Riva's plan to work, they needed a girl from the kitchens to help them. Ooh. A chef? Mm. A baker? A candlestick? A, can mm, a 
baker. She would not be in the kitchen. Well, why not? Maybe they're low on space, Austin. True, you're right. It's at a premium these days. Two days before, as Valeria left her sobbing in the prison hall, Riva had walked up to the great door of their prison and examined every part of it. For once, she was alone in the hall, and she had the opportunity to go unnoticed. With her red, swollen eyes, she saw what it was she was looking for. And then she sat down on the straw and thought about what she needed to do. Comfy. Mmm, I can fall asleep here. Homey. Green was a start. Love the way it pokes into my skin. Mmm, it's folky. A good start. But Riva had always known that Kareen would help her. I'm bleeding. She had always been a good judge of character, and Kareen struck her as a girl with a good heart. Besides, anyone who prattled out whatever silly thought came into their head was not exactly a closed book. Hey, sounds like us. Oh. Burn. Was, burn on us. I take it as a compliment. I'm an open book. Too open. I'm a prattler. <laughs> That's true. They'd call him Chris Prattler. It was the others she was worried about, so she decided to start small. First, they needed a trustworthy girl from the kitchens. Then she would test the water with the others. There was a lot that could go wrong, and they needed to move quickly, but Reva was determined to tread carefully. Austin, I feel like you would be all about this. Excuse me, what? Power to the people. I do love to give power to the people. They are gonna start an uprising. Hell yeah. Burn the jail down. Oh yeah! And escape in the ashes i love it but don't do that here don't want prisoners running around you know the bad guys the good ones you can get out fight your way out make sure the bad ones don't get out your your moral code is all over the place i am losing my mind here (laughs) (laughs) would you let everybody in jail in america out just like as a one shot and just be like good luck like, don't fuck up again. Here's your chance. I'll give it a shot. Like, there's for sure a lot of people that should be in jail. But jail as an institution right. kind of sucks. Yeah. Yes. It's a real moral quandary. I think we should get a fucking party boat in the ocean. Like a carnival Everybody cruise? who's committed a murder just gets to live on this carnival cruise together in the ocean. We don't have to deal with them, but we don't have to necessarily be punitive in our punishment of them. They just are kind of existing off the shore of, say, South Carolina. Is that all you can eat? It's, well, no, but it's, I mean, is it a buffet style? Yes. Actually, those carnival cruises sound pretty bad. They sound awful. They're fun, but if you, I can't imagine doing it forever. Well, they they always have so much (laughs) So many problems. That's the thing. That's They'll break down and then every, the one's poop gets everywhere and there's poop and there's poop everywhere. It's a disaster out there on the, on the high seas. But here's the catch. If we put you on the carnival jail cruise and you jump off and swim back and you make it to shore, you're free. You've earned your keep. Just get a couple dozen of these carnival cruises up and down the coast. Throw the real bad boys on there. Now, let me ask you this. Okay. I haven't thought too much about it, so we're going to see where I go with it. Where does the Disney cruise factor in all this? Oh, well, I mean, Disney cruises, the other cruises are still allowed to cruise. So it's just Carnival. <laughs> yeah. The Carnival Corporation <laughs> is seized uh, by the government. It would be an interesting twist that Carnival just went and decided to go into private prisons. I wasn't thinking. Well, no, they would be public because Carnival would be absorbed as an arm of the government in my world. Anyway. Yeah. All the, the private prison method would be shut down. Yeah. Yeah, come on. Okay. Do they have uh, shows, live entertainment? No. Yeah. Not any more than a normal jail does. Well, it's DIY. Yeah, they have like a, they have a big old CRT so TV and not cards. only are they on a carnival cruise ship. Yeah. They don't have 
any of the amenities that an, okay i had this all wrong i thought this Actually, was like a free cruise yeah i did too i well, thought no, it was gonna be, be like a really fun cruise but you're saying you want it to be I like thought a mean the punishment cruise. was the cruise i'm not saying mean but not a celebration you gotta well, have some hard time to think but about what isn't it cruises own, are a celebration yeah and isn't it its own celebration another another cruise line knowing that you just can't be on land ever you're always stuck on a boat like you have fun sure. it's jail it's still jail it's just better Better than our jail, and also we. This sounds worse. No, well, maybe I didn't think too much about it. As I said, <laughs> maybe it is worse. Sure, you can have fireworks every night. You can have a, a all-you-can-eat family-style kind of PF Chang's in there. I don't care. Perhaps some table tennis tournaments. Sure, ping pong, whatever you like. Even real tennis. How about that? Hash brown. A Dean Martin impersonator. Hash brown buffet. Yeah, dude. Is there no punishment for these men? <laughs> No, it's supposed to be fun. All you can eat. One hash brown per day. What's the... One hash brown per head. Free drinks, right? Well... Cocktails, mocktails? Yeah, it's open bar. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. I know what to do. It's got to have a water slide. Yeah, right off the edge. That's how they uh, (laughs) sentence you to death. Riva lean towards Katrina. Another execution today. Load up the slide. You know, Cirque du Soleil makes its rounds. <laughs> if they would come out for a visit. Yeah, kind of like uh, Johnny Cash at Folsom Prison. Yeah. Cirque, Cirque du Soleil is on the Carnival Cruise Jail. I can see it. It makes sense. Checks out. It seems like the Blue Man Group might play there. Speaking I, of. I saw the Blue Man Group recently, yeah. and it was great, man. Was it really? Yeah, I saw it as a kid a couple times. Uh, and then <laughs> A couple? So you're like yeah, a, a, life, you're like, a, a like lifer. Four, yeah, I have a t-shirt. I met them. I got a photo and all that. You know there's like thousands of Blue Men, right? Yes, yes. Also. I looked it up. I'm there's aware. only like 20. The original guys still do it. It's been around since 1989. Are the OG? Wait, sorry. From since when? 1989. Wow. Yeah. Are the OGs in Las Vegas? Where do they perform? In New York, you might have seen them recently. No way. Yeah. The main show is in New York. Yeah. The big ones. The top dogs. The the hot dogs. Blues. The big blue boys. So you were in the splash zone, right? I was in the splash zone. I had a poncho. I was also. uh, I had a handful of edibles before I went, and uh, that was. uh, Do you just mean like food, snack foods? Pretzels, popcorn? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, it sounds like you had a good time. Did you get any splish splash on you? Any blowback? A little paint my hair. Did you see them do the marshmallow thing? They did the marshmallow What's that? Thing. They stick a million marshmallows in his mouth. And then what? And that's it. That's it? Then he dies? Yeah. And they bring out another blue man from the, the stable? Yeah, he turns blue, but you can't tell. They did definitely had <laughs> multiple blue dudes because there were three out there, and then they came back, and then one of them had changed, and it was a totally different guy. How could you tell? You can tell. You got a good look at him? I got a really good look at him. I was in the splash zone, dude. Damn. How wet'd you get? So wet. <laughs> soaking wet. How, how, how wet'd you get? How <laughs> wet'd you get? How wet'd you get? Uh, I thought that was a fair question. It, it's fair. I just, the way you said it was so folksy i loved it felt like you should be rocking in a little rocking chair wow damn blue man group still kicking after all these years you gonna go see stomp soon they had become adept at whispering secrets while working we go to lottie she works in the towers and knows the women in the kitchens she might even be able to go there herself reva nodded very well tonight we speak to lottie stop there oh lord save me lottie Uh, a lot of people coming your way hey come on can you handle it pilates boy Let's jump ahead out of the last page of the Dragon Wakes. Where's, Where's the, the dra- fucking dragon? dragon? It's like the Green Knight, this son of a bitch. Oh, man. This is it, everybody. 
This is the end. This is the last page of the dragon wakes. You need to wake up. I'm splash some water in my face. Smack me in the face. Kick me in the butt. Whip me with a bull whip. Diviad opened his mouth to ask what he should be sorry for, but then he abruptly shut his jaw with a snap. He staggered back, unable to comprehend what was happening before him. Please tell us. Author. His son burst from his clothing as he shifted into a great monster. Oh. <laughs> That's my boy. Ah, my monstrous boy. <laughs> Daddy, do you still love me? <laughs> Come on, Daddy. Deviad raised raised his arms in protection. David. As Stefan (laughs) unfolded into a dragon that filled the room. Stefan, the dragon. So shocked was he that he forgot to scream. He forgot to call for his guards. He was too in awe of the sight. I gotta ask. Okay, so Stefan is the dragon. Yeah. Was Steve the little boy? Ooh, little Stevie. You know, because when he he goes through the little tube, he comes out cool. Stefan takes his glasses off. Yeah, he's Stefan Arkell. He's a dragon. I understand it. Yeah, he's a dragon. Pretty cool. For he had judged Stefan as someone weak as he entered Nestor's keep. Not not enough Stefan Arkell talk these days. You don't hear much about him anymore. The coolest character on TV, in my opinion. Yeah. When I was growing up. Just a wild turn Family Matters took. Yeah. He wasn't even in the first season, right? Like It was like not about him at all. Are we talking Stefan or Steve Urkel? Because Steve Urkel, no. Not in the first season. In the second season. Stefan didn't show up until maybe the fourth or fifth season. Way later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This is when Steve was just a a genius inventor. He invented a robot that looked like himself that danced and then kind of uh, sexually tormented Laura. A nightmare, to be sure. (laughs) (laughs) That show did go to crazy places. It's fucking weird. That show ever... Well, I, I hate to say jump the shark, but did it jump the shark? That show started off well past the shark. The shark was in the rear view when that show <laughs> landed. The shark's dead. They killed the shark. Stefan was the opposite. He was ebony scales and yellowing teeth. He was claws and wings that stretched across the space of his room. Now, I don't mean to criticize, but let me criticize for a second. Who the fuck names a fictional dragon Stefan? <laughs> this dragon should be named like Carlax or something like that. <laughs> Fucking Ziproar. Goddamn Stefan. This guy's got a French tuck. You know, the annoying part about Ziproar is that every time you opened it, you'd get that little message to buy the full version. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, wow. I'm still trying it out, man. I'm not sure if I'm ready to make this commitment. Shane deserves a round of applause for that. But yeah, 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 yeah. we're not going to give it to him. No, <laughs> Okay, come on. Bring on the round of applause, crowd. Oh, uh, yes. Oh, they're cheering. They're throwing rose petals. Oh, they're pelting Ganesh with tomatoes. And I love you. Oh, and my. I love you. It's and just, I love you. It's quite a scene. Lots of kisses coming, coming this way for Shane. Good day to be Shane. Now, all the clues clicked into place like a child's puzzle box. He had worried that Stefan would grow up to be a monster. Too freaking late, man. Look at him. He's got big wings, a couple claws, some scary eyes. Probably some teeth. Oh, big big tail. Thumper. Huge dragon butt. Yeah. Yeah. Real dry. Stupid little hole. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) What does a dragon butt look like? (laughs) (laughs) No, I think you nailed it. That's about right. 
cool. He'd been right to worry. Debyad reached for his neck to snatch the iron chain from his throat. Perhaps he could shift into his hawk form and escape. What? Well, we're dealing with some fucking animorphs here. Nobody told me this shit. It's but fucking cool. They didn't, I didn't see anybody transforming to an animal on the cover. But before his fingers reached the metal, the dragon lurched forward and grasped him by the shoulders with its huge teeth. In one long swoop, the dragon threw him out the balcony window. Oh. <laughs> Whoops. King Deviat flew over the balustrades of his balcony into the a, salty air. He's a hawk, though. He's got to take his necklace up to transform. <laughs> it's so it seems. The Sea of Kings was a blur in the distance as he began to plummet down. Remember me. With his shoulder <laughs> bleeding from the deep wound from Stefan's teeth. I could turn into it. a hawk, but I didn't. This was his death. As King Deviad plunged into the moat of his castle, he was sure he heard the sound of the hag laughing. Damn, everybody's a critic. Cannonball, do you think he said that? <laughs> yeah, probably. Is that it? Damn, what the fuck happened at the end there? Some wild animal. Dude, well, the, fuck, dragon. the dragon woke. But... The dragon was apparently a man named Stefan. <laughs> Who could have seen that coming? Cool. The dragon did wake. Well, they got to be named something. Yeah. They can't just be called Dragon. Yeah, that's that's stupid. Who would do that? That'd be great. Okay, that's the end of the book. Let's cast this as a movie if you can manage to remember any of the characters. Right. Daviad. 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 Let's bring him back. We kicked him out of the last movie, but I'm thinking perfect role for John Malkovich. Sounds good. He loves doing some medieval stuff. I could see it, yeah. Yeah. Little crown. He's a ham. He's a ham king, one would say. Mm. Who else is in this book? Uh, you have a sickly boy named Luca. Oh, well, certainly that's a Chalamet if I ever heard Ooh, it. Ooh, perfect for yeah, Chalamet. He, he plays a mean sick. Chalamet's res- his, uh, his headshot, you know, on the back where it says like qualities, it just says in big words, sickly. That's his only, that's the one thing he projects on screen. He's not well. Who else are we working with in this movie? We got, uh, well, let's see, Stefan. The dragon. Stuff on the dragon. Interesting. Uh, well, it seems kind of like a circus uh, in mocap to me. I disagree. I think we're going to want some practical effects. I oh, think uh, cool. we might want to bust out those Gullah Gullah Island uh, lizard things. Oh, you mean Binya Binya Pollywog? Binya Binya We're bringing out the Binya Binya Pollywog costume I, from the vault? Yes. Wow. All right. I could see it, I suppose. I was going to say a little industrial light magic, but I like where your head's at. You know, I think that's overblown. Okay. My mistake. We, we can get. We can save cut costs. We we can cut corners, I think, on this one. <laughs> the fans aren't expecting much. Uh, what about Reva? Reva, well, clearly it's Reva McIntyre. There's no other answer in my head. But yeah, if we can get her. Well, I mean, she's got some free time. Let's see. Oh, and then there's... Uh, Geraldo. Oh, Geraldo is played by, of course, Geraldo Rivera. Ugh, um, I don't know if I want him on set. Yeah. We got to get someone to rain that guy. We're not going to have him on set. We're going to have him on a separate set in front of a green screen and then superimpose him into the scenes. So that'll be the second unit director. Yeah, we're going to have a second that. unit. That one's going to be uh, a quicker shoot, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and then we have... What was his name? The little... Oh, we already nailed... I was going to say the prince, but that's the sickly boy. Yeah. Sickly okay. boy. Okay. What about his brother, like, Ooh, Matthias, Axel? Matthias. Matthias. Matthias is Joey Lawrence. No. Okay, not tough enough for the brother. Okay, it's Matthew Lawrence? No, you're all way right, off, All right, where are we, what Lawrence are you thinking? I'm thinking Daniel Craig. Oh, I could see that. A little older than I imagine, but okay. Now he, what re- he reads younger what than a, he is. <laughs> I'm not sure that that's true. Now, what about Axel? Who are we thinking for Axel? John Bon Jovi. What? <laughs> all right. Things that you are... Well, that's good, because he was you're in... shots He was in here. the band Guns N' Roses. <laughs> oh, yeah. Lead no. Singer. This is all wrong. Let's go with it. Uh, okay. Um... That's the end of the episode. It was 
fine. Thanks to Morris Reese for our music, to Chris Linquist for our artwork. You can find us at AMZ and Book Club on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can find us at bookclubpodcast.com. You can find us now, our new episodes on Patreon. We have two bonus episodes per month at patreon.com slash AMZ and Book Club. And last but not least, as my good friend Ganesh Sarma might say, please tell your friends and family about this podcast. Let them know that you like it or you tolerate it or that they perhaps may have something to gain from exploiting us. That's all right. Oh, we have a phone number. Give us a call. What is it? Can you hit me with it? 567-309-0357. You know, we've just been ringing off the hook over here. Yeah, we have a rule. You call, you die. Yeah, it's true. Wait, no, that's not No, we do have a rule that if you leave a voicemail, it will be on the show. So do it. Yeah, that's it. Bye, everybody. Have a good uh, rest of your day.